You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. From Chicago and Jersey through the magic of Zoom, this is the Harusa. I'm Avram Kivalevich. And I'm Kamal Morch. And here we are, the second episode of the season three. And we figured we would take a topic that perhaps most people would say, what does that have to do with a Torah show? You're both rabbis. What are you talking about this for? And I think this is a topic we need to talk about because whether we're good rabbis or not, people do see us as rabbis. And people look to Rabbi Warch and myself uh, for opinions and what we think about things. And people think about not just us, but the rabbis that we are students of, the rabbis, the communities that we are part of. And I think I want to take the bull right by the horns and say, I think the Orthodox community, uh, all the rabbis involved, need to be more strident in their, I'll say it right away, Kalman, their condemnation of the behavior, the statements uh, and uh, of our president, Donald J. Trump. Uh, I know that right now, especially the way he's been handling the crisis of COVID-19 is, is it's, it's, it's so tragic and laughable at the same time. I'm not even talking about that. This is just bringing it back center stage. I, I'm not saying we should become liberal, uh, join the New York Times and, and, and become ultra liberal about what they believe in. But I think that we need to lend our voices to the voices of reason of Seichel, of what Rav Kook calls the gufnoki, <laughs> the gufnoki. Before you go through your tefillin, <laughs> you need that gufnoki of Tyrus Amidos and say, this man is an unfit representative of the government and as a person as well. I'd like to take the uh, opposite position here. Uh, I think that um, I'm not here to defend this man's actions, his personality, his behavior, his rhetoric, his approach to solving problems, anything like that. I think uh, that, that isn't really, that's more of a politics discussion. But I think that from a Jewish perspective and from a religious perspective, and also from a practical perspective, I think that we have to um, be careful with the way that we speak. And I don't, I'm not convinced, and you'll have to explain to me why you think it is so, that it is our role to play those who condemn and come out to speak against them. Again, we're not talking about defending him, but it is, is it our role to um, come out and to speak against him? And is it even okay, from a Torah perspective, to mock and to um, insult and to speak negatively. <laughs> oh, say, oh, it's the it, most powerful leader in the world. Okay. Well, again, it's funny you start talking about mocking an insult. That, unfortunately, is the way Trump works, is with mockery and insult. And he's done that, of course, since he was a right. candidate. Well, that isn't the question. The fact that he is going to no, do I, that no, the no, way no, that I, he interacts isn't going to be a reason why we would be okay with someone who is has a position of authority. No, no, I, I, mean, I, I don't I, matter. I, the authority, and we oh. don't, we don't, um, we don't insult and downgrade someone who is 
um, you're placed in that position. Even if we disagree with what he's saying, there are means and there are mechanisms by which we can try our best to try to control and limit. And obviously, someone someone needs to get the guy off Twitter. But 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 yeah. to speak out and to insult someone who is the most powerful leader in the world. Okay, so I wasn't practical and spiritually um, unhealthy. Okay, well, I, I think you, you jumped on me before I was able, and again, this is the way it is, you know, when we were Chavruses, uh, it, in, in, over a table in Chicago, it doesn't, it's going to stay that way when we're sitting here thousands of, a thousand miles away as well. You know, it's like an old dog. About the way I questioned your understanding of Tosfus, you're going to have to, um, we're going to have to have a separate discussion. No, what I'm saying is it's normal that you jump on me before I get a chance to explain it. That's just the way you are, but it's all right. But let me, all I'm saying is like this, you know, I, I found it ironic that you're, you're talking about mocking. I wasn't talking about mocking. Him. I was, and again, to quote Michelle Obama, he goes low, we stay high. I'm not, I'm just talking about adding our voices uh, to the condemnation. I'll tell you why I think it's different. And I think I know what you're alluding to. Historically, we've probably had, uh, Lyndon Johnson was, we know, a novel and a mushless. Nixon also, as we know, was in many ways uh, perhaps even a more... And I'm going to stop you here. I don't know if we need to speak um, in such terms about Johnson or Nixon either, or about... Again, I, 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 <laughs> okay. there, are people, there are people who are in charge who are, who do, commit such heinous crimes, such heinous crimes in their position. And we're talking about Pharaoh and Haman and Adolf Hitler and, uh, you know, the list of Sancherv, the people who actually committed um, crimes against humanity that make them, that where they abuse their position to kill. Um, and even there... I don't know if we if we use insulting terms when Hashem sends. I, can, 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 I, can I? Can I? Oh, listen, I, I'm, Hashem I, sends Moshe to Pharaoh. He <laughs> says to, he says to me, "Have to respect." So, so I'm interrupting you because you already started calling names as uh, Johnson and Nixon. <laughs> what, but I didn't even get a chance. I didn't even just like, finish okay, my. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I, I love hearing you say Pharaoh because you know it's making me want to jump in and 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 and, and sing a, a song from from the Prince of Egypt. So, okay, listen. Um, my point here is this. Well, there can be miracles if you believe. <laughs> that, that I hold is, by the way, Mamish Barkert from, from, from the Emmys, but it's a beautiful song. But here, here's the point. Talk about movies a different time. This is really a very important issue. Yes, there have been presidents and others who we could have probably criticized, and we probably shouldn't have, and it was right that we didn't. Uh, I think the world has changed since the time of Nixon, since the time of Johnson, since the time of any of the other Kennedy or any of the ones that they might have had behavior that was so negative. The world has become a world that is completely open, that activity, behavior, as you mentioned before, Twitter is just another indicator that a person's random thoughts and machshavas now become part of the blogosphere, become part of the world, especially as we're here in Corona and lockdown, everything that exists, it's almost the way it's being uh, spewed out from people's computers and what people are saying. Now, let me just finish the point. In previous years, we would have had a stadium. We did what we could. We were hoping this person would be mated to us. And we still, of course, are makertov 
that Trump has been native to the Medina. He has been, in a way, Israel's best friend. But in a period like today, where everything that we say or don't say is scrutinized by people around us, whether it's the liberal Jews who are leading the frontal attack against Trump, or it's the non-Jews who are, know that we have media outlets, they know that we have uh, things online, and they troll and look and say, what are the Orthodox Jews saying about this? Are they condemning this immoral behavior and this mean behavior and this, 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 this terrible, vicious biting and, and, and strutting? We, I think, need today to be able to add our voice. I think it's actually a chil Hashem if we don't. If, we, if, 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 if events occur, whether it's like Charlottesville or anything else, and if we don't say that we also abhor this, if we don't say that we are against xenophobia in the extreme way that it's been uh, exhibited by him, I think that we give over the impression that we agree. In previous times, it wasn't that way. We were just a minority that was hoping to get the best for our community, just like everybody else. But I think today we've got to be out there. The world has changed and our voices need to be spoken clearly. And I think otherwise we sound complicit. I'll just add one thing before I hear your response. And it looks like you're writing it down, what you want to say, but I'll add one last thing. You're not. Okay. Something that really struck me. I got it for free. I didn't pay for it. But I got the, 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 uh, the Jewish press Pesach edition and showed up on my doorsteps. And I was looking through it on one of the days of Pesach, and I see a, 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 a Dayenu for our time. And the Dayenu was, if he hadn't uh, recognized Israel, that would have been, uh, Jerusalem, that would have been enough. If he hadn't moved the embassy, that would have been enough. If he hadn't closed the doors to China, it wouldn't have been enough to not, not only try to handle with him, but actually to turn him into the Meshatif into the that's the way it has to be. I'm saying that that to me is, 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 is it, it, it caused me almost to throw up into the newspaper <laughs> just to see that. So go ahead, Colin. You have okay. a lot. So, so again, I, I, I am not going to take a position that's going to say that we should add Trump into the Haggadah al Pesach. Right? To to um, turn him into the modern day hero, um, certainly certainly um, someone's gonna someone else is gonna have to try to defend that position. But and I'd I'd really be interested in hearing your response to this. Um, um, we, last week we talked about literature. What may be one of the greatest works of literature ever? It's a book uh, you may be familiar with. You've probably heard of it before, called Ecclesiastes. Um, you know the. Uh, otherwise known as Kohelas, and there in chapter 10, it says, even, even amongst in your private spaces, we don't curse a king, because the verse continues, the birds of the heavens will carry the voice, some people know that as Twitter, and the, the master of the wings. And what I mean by that is, and I, I know you know the story, but I'd like for the, for the sake of our listeners to um, share with, uh, with them a Gemara in uh, Baba Basra. The Gemara tells us that King Herod, and I say King Herod, um, King Herod massacred the rabbis, and uh, he left one rabbi around 
um, by the name of uh, Baba Bambuta, and he uh, blinded him um, so that he would not be, and this is all because, as we know, kings are super paranoid, and they, they're always worried of some conspiracy against them. And it was very easy to claim that uh, uh, the rabbis were conspiring and siding with the other side, so he had them all massacred. And then he went, uh, Herod dressed up and went to visit Baba Bambuta and said to him, so, Nu, what do you think of this Herod dude? Isn't he, isn't he a horrible guy and someone who needs, uh, um, who needs to be condemned publicly and we should speak out against him for the horrible things which he did? And Baba Bambuta said, quoted him this verse in Kohelas, chapter 10, verse 20, we don't, we don't curse the king. He said, but he killed the rabbis, he did this, he did this, he did that. And uh, Baba Bambuta says, we don't talk that way about the person who was put into that position, we respect the seat. I mean, I know these are my own words. We respect the seat, if not the man. And Herod was so overwhelmed and so impressed with him that he felt horrible. He said, I want you to know I'm really Herod and, and I feel horrible for all the things I've done. And what can I do? And, and Baba Bambuta said to him, you know what? Why don't you move the embassy to... No. What he said to him was, why don't you rebuild the temple because you put out the light of the world and whatever beautiful story and Herod ended up, um, you know, this magnificent temple that our sages said, instead of cursing him for the massacring, we're talking about he massacred hundreds and hundreds and thousands of rabbis. Instead, we talk about whoever has not seen the building of Hordas has never seen a more beautiful building in their life. And we praise the accomplishments despite the fact that we would condemn, we just we take the words of King Solomon, who said, and he didn't just say this because he was a king, because this is in, in Kohelas. He's saying it's not practical, it's dangerous, because that's not the way that we do things. And I'd like to hear how you can stand there and talk about, and I, I don't hear the, I, I, I'm, I don't think Solomon only meant, uh, Shlomo Amalek only meant the king. I think he meant someone who's in that position. We don't curse him. We, that's not our job to do. We respect the fact that they, he was given this authority. And whether we like or we don't do, there are methods, but we don't disrespect him or okay. condemn him. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say, Kalman, <laughs> that I'm impressed with uh, the Tzushto, with the Hashavah, with the comparison that you're making. And I think it's very, yeah, very, very nice. Uh, the Gemara Baba Basra, and, and clearly um, uh, it's a nice chap. And I like the idea that you are comparing it, that let's say if we would stroke this gentleman, if we would show that we're, we're not cursing him, we're not like everybody else uh, that's condemning him, uh, then maybe the effect will be a great one, just as it was in the time of Hordes, that this Russia, Hordes, Kodesh Baruch Hu used him for this incredible teva for Klau Yisrael. So, Could you imagine the third temple with a big Trump? <laughs> the Trump logo there. <laughs> of course, there's discounts if you stay in the Trump Hotel in Yerushalayim right near there. Um, again, it's a nice hashvo. And, I, and, and I, I'm not surprised that someone of your bikiyus and, and imagination is able to, to make that comparison. Beautiful. But again, I think you're up in the clouds here on this. Um, yeah. I'm asking him, a has used Hordas, he used Kairish, he used Akash he used all these people. 
you can make the same case without uh, without Chazal, just with the uh, Megillah Esther itself. Achashverosh with his Machshavah Larishus turned out that because of what he allowed, we ended up having uh, a Daryovish who sat on the. We, we had a big base on Mikdash that was completed. We have plenty of examples. Um, and as I said before, things are different. I'm, I'm talking about the Chil Hashem right now. And if you don't think that there's a Chil Hashem when people from B'nai B'rith, people from the left, people who are giving money from the federations that the yeshivas and other things are, are, are getting money from, and, and they see that the Orthodox... Are, are, are putting him in Dayenu. They see that, well, because of what he did for Israel, uh, he's got to be our best friend. They say, what is with these people? They are supposed to be, we're, they're supposed to be, we're supposed to be Orla Goyim, and these Orthodox Jews are supposed to be the ones that are the most moral, the ones that are the most in tune. We're the ones that say that, that it doesn't make a difference if you have a long beard and payas. You can still love the Tselem Elohim and everyone. And does anyone disrespect more publicly the Tselem Elohim than Trump, I don't think there's any world leader uh, who's uh, who's not you know in some uh, I'm, third I'm, world world. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have to interrupt you here. Go ahead. I, I'm I'm not taking the position, and I'm not, I'm sorry if it sounds that way. That we have to praise him. Um, I, I'm not saying that we have to come out, but what I'm suggesting here is that we should stay out of the middle. This is what we say. That we say this by Toichacha. It's not the same. We don't need to print Dayenus. And I, I'm agreeing with you on that. There should not be a Dayenu. He doesn't belong in the Haggadah of Pesach. But to speak out negatively is practically, um, it's, it's dangerous and unnecessary. It is not dangerous. Listen, we all, I don't see how it's dangerous. This is a free society, freer than it's ever been. And if we don't speak out, and again, I know I'm repeating myself, but I don't, it doesn't seem to be getting through to you, but, but I'm repeating myself and saying that if we do not issue measured, calm, without invective, without insult, but how we, and it would come up, look, I'm no fan of Biden. And you know from one of our Havruz episodes that's up, you can catch it on our, uh, on our website, uh, yeshivaofnewwork.jewishpodcast.org, where Kalman and I spoke in the year 2004 about being politically active. And you actually uh, upbraided me for never voting. And although you were, are you an American citizen yet? Then you were English. Still not an American citizen. Huh? Okay. But you were upbraiding me at that point for never voting. And uh, you couldn't believe that here I was commenting on the political scene, and I never actually took an active part in it. All that, Tell none me of the, voted since then. Uh, none of that has changed. I'm still exactly, <laughs> I'm still exactly the same. I have not voted for anything. However, because it's not going to make a difference anyway, as, as I mentioned on that episode. Yeah, okay, that's a. You can that's you can fun. listen to Ayn Shum, as we say. Go look over there. Listen over there. But here the point is, is that look, I think the Rabbanu Shalom is actually getting rid of Trump this way because the United States, there's no way after the bumbling, uh, ridiculous way that he's been uh, managing the the epidemic that any person, no matter how much he believed in Trump, would continue to vote for him. So I think this is really the death knell of, 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 of Trump anyway. I mean, I don't want to be a nubby and predict, but I, I can't see how when you, so many millions of people are out of work and everything is, 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 is shut down and not shut down, the, it's, it's almost, it's, it's a pandemic and panic 
it, it's a bahola and a, and a tragedy and a, and, a, and a farce altogether. How could anyone? Think, wait, wait a second. I, I he's going to. He's going to be closer to November. I, I think the issue here is is not is not is not so much the voting. And it, it, we're, what we're more, we're, what I'm hearing from you is you'd like for us to, to come out with an official proclamation of condemnation. And to me, that sounds like a, a can I say a stupid idea? Um, it, it yes, sounds like, say it. Right? It, it's, <laughs> it, it's impractical, it's dangerous, it's unnecessary, and it isn't right as to, for us to take okay. that kind of role. Okay, you, you, why is it dangerous? Point? It's dangerous because he could, could because he will be naked against us, right? That's why yes. it's dangerous. Right, the, because, man, because, the man is someone who when people come out against him, he doesn't have those kinds of um, you know, limitations for how far he's willing to go. He will shut you out. He will do things. Well, you know what? That's the cost of, that's the cost of being moral and being a beacon of, 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 of right. Nelson Mandela, whatever you want to say about him. I still he, want to hear. I still want to hear how you're responding to Shlomo Amalek, who says, "Don't do it." What's your answer to that? How are you? You, you haven't explained to me any difference between where Shlomo is speaking, where we see its practical application in the case of Harold. Look, I, 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 look, you can't be machai. Look, you, I, I, on a moment's notice, you're not going to be machai of me to, to, to touch up a pasuk and Gaelis, and, and and this is Chazal's take on it. It, 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 it's not a hayrola ma'isa. Again, if you want to speak long, this, I'm going to roll up my look. Let's look in Shulchan Aruch and see if it actually there is such halacha like that. Okay, you want to know about halacha la'maisa? There's no halacha in Shulchan Aruch that says that we have that you have no right to to publish. Halacha Shulchan Aruch got a verse in the in scripture. Scripture, thank you. There's plenty of verses in Scripture that don't necessarily make it into what our practical on Hogas. This is the Gemara. This is a Gemara. Come on, yeah, this Gemara. Let me, let me, let me throw another Gemara. Wait, 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 hold on. Okay, the the point though is, is again, I understand there's a Gemara here. I'm telling you, right over here at this point, I can, I can hear it. I can hear it without even these headphones. You can hear the drum beats of people are saying the Orthodox are just using Trump. They are staying with him. They refuse to add their moral voice to condemnation. And because of that, we are being perceived as parasitic and just trying to get what we want. And if it turns out that there's going to be less uh, government funding to yeshivas, it's going to turn out that there's going to be less, uh, I don't know what you call it, fat, uh, you know, in the, in the bills that are going to help for some of the uh, bus services in New Jersey for them uh, to be able, or less people on the school board, so be it. At least we have, uh, we have joined the right. We have joined the moral people. And we've said, look, and you know what? He's still got Ivanka there, who I think is going to protect us as well. But go ahead. What do you want to say? Okay, okay. I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go in a different direction here than the one I was going to go to because I'd like to hear you, your your thoughts on this. You know, there's a uh, there's a famous teaching about uh, um, uh, the uh, why does Hashem have the donkey of Bilam <laughs> do the, do the talking? If he wanted a message, he could have just had the angel directly speak to him. And the answer is, that's given by uh, you know, many of the commentators, a uh, famous Maharal 
who says that the chamor represents chomer. It is the most simplistic, basic, uncomplicated animal that, that exists in the world. It is, there's, there's nothing to the donkey except a head, a body, and a tail. And by having the donkey speak, that actually um, strengthens the fact that this must be coming from God and there's no other way. And I, I think that the, the, our sages teach us the same thing about Achashverosh, that Achashverosh, according to one opinion the Gemara, was totally undeserving to be king. He cheated and lied and paid his way in, which some people say is actually, right? Uh, so there's a lot of comparisons that are made between Achashverosh and Trump in terms of the way that the Talmud understood um, the definition of Achashverosh. And, and, and yet we're told that it's specifically because someone like that came into an office that he wasn't entitled for, that clearly this is the handiwork of God to try to make. And again, that doesn't mean that God is running um, Trump's Twitter account or, or that, that um, he's um, you know, giving him the cafe in the morning and the, and the cheeseburgers at night. It's, it's more that God allowed a man who is um, seemingly... Um, not of the typical kind of person who would make it in, in order for him to play a certain role in the world, positive or negative, and who are we to mess with the plan of God? And yet we see that the, the even though we consider Achashverosh to be a Malach Tipesh, which is a foolish king, we don't go much more than that in terms of, of, of condemning him. Even the fact that our sages, or Mordechai and Esther, named him, Achashverosh, rather than Artzirzis or whatever other name, and we say within Achashverosh, they hidden a kind of pun about what we really think about him, but that was concealed and not open. So I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts towards this, is that do you deny, number one, that clearly the fact that this man even made it, which was the greatest long shot in the history of U.S. politics, and it, 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 there was no greater shock that occurred in the world that night than what they thought was going to be. They thought they should put in a slaughter rule and then the Mighty Ducks somehow um, <laughs> won the game and, and, and to go in the other direction. And is this not clearly the hand of God and something which we should not mess with? Yeah. You know, in 17 years, I think I've learned not to interrupt you, but I'm not sure if that was a good lesson or not. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so stop me before the mighty ducks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put a lot of stuff there on the table, and again, we we don't have uh, your father-in-law as the editor anymore. But okay, listen, Um I it, I agree with you. Leiv Malachim Yad Hashem, the Rebbeinu Shalom is fearing the world. There's a reason why he put Trump there, and I like your vart as well, Maril um, Diskin and others besides the Maral talk about why uh, by Bilam why that's the source for the Navua really of, of Meish Rabbeinu as well. Uh, the, what does it mean, what a Navi does, that he could even work through uh, a Bilam, he could work through a donkey. And, and you're right, the more Trump is like a donkey, the more you see the Yad of Hashem, right? If Trump would have the brains of Obama and the understanding or, of Lincoln, uh, if he would have the type of sense of nobility of power of Washington, then you'd say maybe he was talking the one who did it by himself. Obviously, it was the Yad Hashem who put him there, and I agree. In fact, I'll say, even if somehow, by some miracle, not a miracle, by some political miracle, Trump is able to somehow cobble together some other crazy electoral college thing and become and go in for a second term, 
I'm going to ask him, it's the Yad Hashem. I'm not even being chayluk on that. What I'm saying is, is that we have to, that we should be on record, that we disagree with the type of state, not to curse him, the type of statements he's making, the type of attitude he shows, his anhogas, and, and that we distance ourselves from that. Now, if he's going to take, if he's going to take come on us because we were against him, we have to be civil that. Because we need to hold, to be, we have to be Orva Goyim. We have to have that moral high ground. And, 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 I, and I really believe, like I said, I'm just repeating myself, but I think I am responding to what you're saying. I'm a Kabul. Look, it definitely shows uh, some sort of hashkocha that God allowed this man uh, with a no political uh, experience, anti-political experience. Uh, but again, it also shows clearly that there is a tremendous period in this country. And we, I'm not saying we should be A.J. Heschel march, marching with Martin Luther King. But we should at least be like Moshe Sherer. We should at least be, even like Victor Miller and others, in a sense of showing patriotism in the right way, showing what American morals and ideals are. And I think that our, our silence is deafening at this point. And I think as, especially, again, you're right, we, can't, we shouldn't react to every ridiculous thing that's on Twitter, but I have not heard enough of distancing. Again, I, I told you this before we started recording. There's a person who's very high up in many of the Jewish uh, of the Jewish organizations. I don't want to give too much information about him, but a person who's very high up in one of the Orthodox Jewish organizations, and he told me once very privately that even though Trump wanted everybody to be together before Rosh Hashanah to give a message and to get all these together, he couldn't bring himself. To, to be there and listen and respond. It's, it's the nefesh this. And unfortunately, because of how close we are to things today, unlike the way it was in, the, in, the different, in a different era, we've got to be extremely socially conscious. Look, I think you've made your point over here, and I think we're just going back and forth. We don't want to chase our tail. And I, I appreciate uh, a, a citizen of the English crown uh, telling uh, a citizen of the U.S. what he's supposed to do. And um, look, we agree to disagree on this, but I think the world would be a better place and we would be a better uh, community and be loved and respected more if there'd be more of those voices. So uh, I, I think we got to wrap this up. Uh, okay, so I, again, I'll finish. Again, I appreciate, I appreciate um, more so than my uh, disagreement in the way to practically approach it, um, I do think that individually we do have to recognize right and wrong. And if we've at least accomplished that, that's an area we can agree on, even if we disagree on how we should react to someone else's um, moral gauge. But uh, um, uh, I think the great thing is that in this country, we are allowed to represent two sides. And uh, that's something we, we certainly appreciate. That's right. And I hopefully when we when we upload this program and we're going to probably divide a lot of the Jewish people on one side or the other side, if they if we're lucky that they listen to us. And hopefully I won't uh, be civil repercussions from anyone and neither were you for stating your opinion as strong as you did. So that's I think it for this week. Uh, I'm going to let the way we used to do it in the old days. Remember, you say about me and I say about you. Go ahead. Remember, you forgot. Um, 
<laughs> this is Rabbi Avram Kivalevich. And this is my former Chavrusa, Rabbi Colin Ward. I'm still your Chavrusa. I'll always be your Chavrusa. Oh, Chavrusa forever. Right. As the Chavrusas. So we'll be back hopefully next week with some more scintillating stuff. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.